All rise for the miracle that is to kill a mockingbird on Broadway. Aaron Sawking has adapted Harper Lee's benchmark 1916 novel of growing up in a racially segregated, hate-charged, depression-era Alabama so that it adheres to the granular specificity of the past while speaking to the harsh realities of a turbulent present. It's a tricky balancing act and Sorkin, in tandem with dynamic director Bartlett Sher and flawless acting ensemble, never loses sight of making Lee's tale thrillingly alive on stage. Brimming with humour, generous heart and gritty provocation, To Kill a Mockingbird is as timely as it is timeless. Two things get to get straight. The play isn't the book, and neither is it the beloved 1962 film version that won Gregory Peck an Oscar as Atticus Finch. The gentleman lawyer from small-town Maycomb, who damn near started a riot by defending Tom Robinson, a black handyman falsely accused for raping a white woman. This mockingbird stands on its own and it sparks the theatrical fireworks that light up to the stage. Months before the opening night, To Kill a Mockingbird suffered contentious legal wrangling between producer Scott Rudin and the estate of Lee, who died in 2016, over depicting Atticus as someone else less perfect and more human than the most honest and decent person in Maygomb. When the dust cleared, Atticus was no longer a gun owner, with a penchant for drinking and cursing. But he wasn't a paragon either. In a towering performance from a never-better Jeff Daniels, Atticus is a good man besieged by doubts, fears and flashes of righteous anger. There's genius staring in this production, with Sorkin deepening the roles of Tom and Finch, housekeeper Carpunia, who finally get to speak for themselves as persons of colour, spoiling to be heard. Another pole stroke is casting the Finch children with adult actors. Cecilia Keenan Bolger is a sensational Jean Louise, aka Scout, the tomboy daughter who never tires of asking widower father to explain the roots prejudice. Scout, based on Lee's memory of her own ten year old self, narrates the play with her elder brother. Jem, and their friend Dill, a character modelled on Lee's childhood chum, Truman Capote. There's a powerful sense of these children, now grown, still negotiating a world of festering social injustice. While Lee took her time getting to the courthouse drama, Sorkin lunges headlong into the fray, and under Cher's urgent direction, the experience is electrifying. Racism is on trial here, and so is white accommodation, of which Atticus is not entirely blameless. Finch, Finch asks his children to walk in the shoes of another person before condemning him. But does that excuse Bob Evil, the abusive father who forces his daughter Mayela to frame Tom Robinson for a rape he never committed? The Finch children can hardly grapple with the moral tangle of intolerance, except in their father's lesson that it's a sin to kill a mockingbird, a symbol of innocence. Playing Atticus like a gathering storm, Daniel is magnificent at showing the growing passion of a lawyer feeling the boot of bigotry on his neck. Atticus is hardly a white saviour since his arguments for Tom fall on deaf ears. 
there is no scene like the one in the movie where a black pastor in the gallery watches Atticus leave court in defeat and instructs her, "Stand up, Miss Jane Louise, your father is passing." With appeal to our better natures, permeates this landmark production of an American classic. No dusty memorial is to a distant past. The emotionally shattering "To Kill a Mockingbird" reminds that the fight against racism is blisteringly relevant. Sorkin sets a new gold standard for adapting one generation's cry from heart to another's. The result is unmissable and unforgettable.